Ayy, roll up, roll up something and just get high, bruh. Ay, we gon' light it and hell it and touch the sky, huh? Ay, she gon' bust it open and feel the vibe, huh? Ay, they could try, niggas just can't blow my high, nah. Alright, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Off the Record with your boy Jose. I'm here, I'm joined by the one and only Ozer, rapper out of San Francisco, my boy Gus, and my other homie Dinero. We out here. What's going on? What's going on, man? Well, you know, like, uh, so for a while now, maybe a couple months, I, I was talking to you a little bit earlier about, um, I was introduced to your music with uh, Blow My High, featuring my boy Sassy. Shout out to Sus God. Um, so, yeah, so like I, I started to dive more into your catalog, and, you know, I noticed that one, you're from San Francisco, and two, you got bars. You can spit, like, you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't really consider you a rapper. I consider you like an MC. Thank you, man. Yeah, definitely bigger than rap. So, like, I have a couple questions, and mm-hmm. and pretty much the main focus of this podcast is just to highlight uh, up and coming talent from the Bay Area. Right now, mm-hmm. in San Francisco, but just in the Bay Area in general, whether it be uh, uh, through music, mm-hmm. uh, photography, entrepreneurship, right here, or um, even positive things like social justice and uh, any anything positive coming out of my region, and I can highlight on and shed light and spread awareness mm-hmm. is something that I definitely want to um, get involved with. So thank you for being here. Thank no, you guys for coming through. Yeah, it's all love, yeah. like you know. And I remember the first time I, I reached out to you on Instagram, mm-hmm. it wasn't no weird shit. Like <laughs> you already like, oh, thank you. Like you know, very very humble. And I was like, and I told I told my girl because mm-hmm. like she heard the song too and she liked it. Mm-hmm. And I told my girl, I was like, this is the first time I ever reached out to someone. Uh-huh. And they weren't like, you know what I mean? Like people, you know, people yeah. be on a high horse type of thing. Yeah. Nah, like it was very humbling. So I was like, the fact that you're sitting here next to me, like, oh, by the way, this is my first time ever doing a recording like this. So if the audio sounds a little choppy or anything like that, uh, yeah, just bear with this. Yep, yeah, just bear with this. But um, yeah, so thanks for being here. So let me ask you, um, how'd you get your start in music? Like when, um, when did this start? You know, like when did you say like, you know what, let me, I got some shit on my mind. Mm-hmm. Let me write it down and just record it, lay it down on the track. Ever since I was like a kid, I used to want to rap. But, uh, so uh, I'll be like telling this, but, uh, I used to be a real big Bow Wow fan as a kid. So, <laughs> I said little Bow Wow. <laughs> yeah, just man. Don't know. So, um, that's how like, so, um, I got my first start. So it was, um, it was a record store. In the uh, in the cash store, my mom had stopped at. We used to go. She used to go to, the, uh, to uh, this massage therapist, but like above the record store. And so we had a little bit, a little bit of time on our hands. And so we went to the record store. I seen the, the. I was looking around. I seen the Bow Wow album. I'm like, all right, I don't know who the fuck this is. <laughs> I'm grab it. I'm gonna see what's up with it, right? Um, I listened to my like, artist do. I saw the fucks with dude. to me. So I became a big fan. And after that, I'm like, all right, I sort of want to rap. And so. Um, Started writing, mind you, I'm like five, six years old. Started writing, really didn't know what I was writing about, just really just rhyming words. And um, I used to, I had like, I would go through notebooks like crazy. Like the notebooks wouldn't be filled or anything. I would just like write on the page, then lose the notebook, get another one. And I had them like randomly laying around the house. And so my cousin would find them and talk about me, like make fun of me. And, uh, <laughs> it was like, oh, look at this rap, bro. Oh, nigga, you, you suck, bro. And so um, what, what was I about to say? So uh, I think we was like 11. I think we was like, a, like 10 or 11. And then I met him when we started rapping. His uh, his brother had a um, studio. So he started recording there. We had a group called The Goodfellas with a, with a couple of our other friends. And uh, we were actually pretty good for our age. And um, uh, after that, 
sort of took a break, got to high school, had a reality check, posted a song. People was like, nah, bro, this ain't, this ain't it. And so um, took a break from that. And then I came back with a song called Misunderstood, which is, it's on YouTube still, but uh, it's not really, I don't really publicize it like that. Um, but that song came about from me and my dad having a deep talk. And I, I didn't really know how to feel. My dad isn't really the type to, um, he's not really the type to, to, to talk about how he's feeling. You know, back this one moment in time, like he was just sort of like bent to me about everything that was going on. And uh, I sort of, like, I seen him cry for like the first time. And so after that, I'm like, damn, like, this sort of made me feel some type of way. So start writing the lyrics, wrote the song. I feel like I could definitely relate to that. Uh, like, yeah. for me, myself, I, to this day, 22, never seen my dad cry. Yeah. Like, so I can definitely, I don't know, like, I kind of feel like a lot of the same things with me, too, because mm-hmm. I felt like just listening to, I was, I was telling you, I was listening to that uh, Nostalgia EP. Yeah. And um, I've got a really. I don't know. I saw a lot of similarities, and like, if he can, if I can relate to him, I'm just one person. I'm pretty sure he can relate to a lot of, like, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, you got deep love for for one, your music. I know yeah. that that's what you love doing. Yeah. Um, very good wordsmith, and you got a love for a lot of love for your family. You mm-hmm. Drop yeah. a lot of mama love in there. Um, so I could definitely relate. So when it comes to music, mm-hmm. so you said that you dropped misunderstood. Yeah. And what was the feedback reception you got on that? Uh, people liked it a lot, actually. Um, uh, it was one of the first songs I really started to show. Like I really started to show like my friends or whatnot, you know, in high school. And a lot of people liked it. Said, "Bro, like this is a good, like this is a good song. Like if you could just, if you could get this to the radio, you know, you may have something." But at the time, I was like, "Nah, you feel me? I ain't really trying to." <laughs> I'm in school. <laughs> yeah, I'm in school. I ain't really trying to do all that right now. Um, but a lot of people liked it, you know. And then from there, it just sort of gave me confidence. And then I dropped another song like a year, like a year or two later, called Youngin. And then after that, I dropped Gravy, and then just just kept on dropping music ever since. Is that like your form of therapy, I guess? Like, you know, something to... Yeah, man. Um, for me, like, I don't... I'm not really good at communicating, you know, talking-wise, you know? So, um, for me, music is a big form of therapy, you know? Um, sometimes I'm feeling some type of way. I'll just, you know, like myself in a room and really just write. And if I, if I can't write, I'll just listen to music and try to get some ideas or something. But music is definitely something that helps ease my mind. You know, a lot of times when I'm feeling stressed, or just, you know... Uh, feeling some type of way about something. Okay. Okay. Whew. Damn. So, like, how how long has it been? Like, you said you're 22 right now, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I started taking it serious like 18. So I'm 23. So it's five years. Five years. Yeah, five years. And so I really, now I really just started getting booked for shows within like the last, I say, year and a half to two years. How have you? Has there been any changes like within yourself personally? Like, mm-hmm. like. Um, like for example, you said you started this when you were eighteen, but you just started getting booked and everything a year and a half ago. Yeah. What was the like? You know, were you actively looking for for gigs and stuff like that? Nah, um, networking, bro. You know, a lot of a lot of this business is is about just in life in general. It's about who you know. You know, you gotta have the talent, of course, but you wanna you wanna build your network up. And so it's really just building your network and then people knowing you like, hey, bro, you wanna you wanna perform here or. I know somebody's looking for a performer, you know, central music here, you know, things of that nature. Um, but uh, lately, but as of late, it's been a lot of people, it's been like a lot more people outside my circle, like hitting me up to perform, you know, because before like the first year or so, it was just people that I knew. It was like, all right, bro, like I need to perform this side through. But now it's a lot more people saying, all right, I want you to perform here. 
Okay. What was the, if you can remember where mm-hmm. and when was your first show? Shit, I remember that. Um, that was, um, it was at the Gold Mine, it was at the Gold Mine Gallery in Berkeley. And um, this dude um, named Tone Oliver, I'll never forget it. Um, he, he threw on, he put on um, an art show. You know, he had like a, clothes vendors or whatnot. It was like trap art before trap art was like really booming, you know? And so, um, I, uh, I remember I got interviewed there too. And like, they asked me a freestyle and I like fucked up with freestyle. It's horrible. But, uh, yeah, I did, um, I performed Gravy in the process. The J-Bo, who's on both those songs, he couldn't make it. So I had to do it myself. And, uh, the, the love was crazy. And then from there, I think it was a couple of, a couple of bloggers there that reached out to me. And that's actually where I met one of my, um, my close friends today. Somebody considered my brother, Cali J. He was there. And, um, you know, he showed me a lot of love and whatnot. That was like my first show. And then I guess the, my first quote unquote big shows when I opened up for Art the Jerk in, um, <laughs> in Berkeley. Yes. And, uh, that was like through like some, that was like like a third party company with some some other stuff though, bro. But like my first real show was Goldmine Gallery, Berkeley, California, and that was um say I want to say like 2015. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and I just saw that you were uh you you're just coming back from New York. You were doing the show out there. How was that? Like how was the man, first of all? How was the East Coast? And East second Coast of all, how was the I don't know how's, what's the vibe you got from being out there. East Coast is good, bro. I love it. Um, the food is cracking. Uh, it's not really a lot of Mexican food though, so I like I love Mexican food. But uh, going to New York, yeah. But uh, out there, Jamaican Jamaican food is the equivalent of what Mexican food is out here. Okay. So like you see you see Jamaican you see Jamaican spot on like every on every block. You okay. Me so like I was having jerk pork, which is hella good. It was this truck at the. Um, at the corner of the street but where we were staying at and like bro it was lit as hell they had the sauce it was cracking <laughs> but um the love out there was good um a lot of people showed us love on stage so we killed it um made you know made a few connections still talking to a few people on Instagram but it was real smooth I'm definitely trying to get back down there within like the next like three to six months or whatnot. but it's really cool though it was really good man. okay and next, I was just going to ask you, um, what's your writing process like? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of deep thought. Yeah. Um, anyone can make a song and say anything. Yeah. Um, like, like you know, like just look at my boy Lil Pump. Like he makes slappers, but he literally just says anything, you know. Anything. But um, but yeah. So like, what's your writing process like? What's your mindset like? Mm-hmm. You know, what's what's the typical Sam Ozer setting like? Where I need to sit down and just yeah. Um, I only have like a like a go to process. It's weird because. Uh, I come up with the best stuff when I'm driving. So I listen to I listen to a lot of beats while I'm driving in the car. And so a lot of it, uh, a lot of the raps that you heard on like the nostalgia and just, you know, the song I put out now, I'll be driving the car, listening to beats. I'll come with the, I'll come up, I always try to come up with the melody first, you know, the chorus. And then um, after I get the chorus, the verse just sort of comes naturally, you know. And as I'm in the car, I'm just like thinking of what to say. And I'm just, I just end up, I ended up with like hundreds of recordings of like broken verses on my okay. phone, okay. and then I you know sit down and listen to them. Like, all right, I want to keep that, keep that, and then I'll add this, I'll add this here or whatnot. Um, but that's just for like 
a normal like a normal song but if it's something a little bit deeper um i like to go i like to go downstairs in the basement of my house all right and um uh, now it's my cousin's room but um he has like this window right there and then where i like to write and it has like a like a view of like the grass and the sky whatnot so that right there gives me a lot of inspiration so i usually try to give myself a little a little bit of space throughout the week you know try to um, free up my schedule a little bit to try to make time and, and get down there and, and do that or whatnot but uh, my writing process for the most part is sort of all over the place at times man just i try to go off a feeling now because once you go off that feeling you know, whatever you're saying is genuine. You only got to think about it too much. So, uh, I was telling you earlier that uh, I just graduated from Eastern Merced. I was out there. Shout out to the Bobcats. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was over there, I met a lot of different people. Um, yeah, I, I felt like the Bay Area, there's a lot of folks from the Bay Area, a lot of people from San Jose, a lot of people from uh, Oakland, Richmond, stuff like that. Yeah. But out of my circle of friends, at least my class that graduated, yeah. there was very few people from San Francisco. So most of my friends from out there were either from the Central Valley or uh, the LA area or the city itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one thing I just noticed, like for example, like my best friend or like, yeah, pretty much my roommate from like freshman year all the way to like I just graduated now. Yeah. Shout out to A Major. Um he was from LA. He was from K Town, okay. and then like um, he knew, like he heard of like the vibe and stuff like that from the Bay Area and stuff like yeah. that. Because it's kind of crazy because I've never been to LA. I've been there maybe as a kid to Disney California Adventures, yeah. but I was like five, so I don't even remember. LA. Like, and then I went to uh, like I think it was my junior year of high school with the Boys and Girls Clubs. Yeah. Um, I went to like a college tour, and we hit a couple. We hit like Santa Monica College. We hit uh, CSU Long Beach. Yeah. But it was all in the span about of like thirty six hours. Mm-hmm. So like we slept for like like five mm-hmm. five and a half six and then we just kept going. It's not like we got to you know uh, actually experience. go around and experience the city yeah. itself. So and even my time at college I didn't go. So mm-hmm. but I digress. What I'm trying to say is mm-hmm. I feel like there's definitely some bias behind this, but there's definitely a culture. It's a vibe out here in the Bay. Like, no, definitely is. Like, you don't have to know this person like or that person, but like you put on some Mac Dre, you put on some Too Short E40, Everybody like connects. that, everyone just connects. Yeah, like, you everyone know what just mean? connects. It's, and that's the thing. I was just talking, I, I was just literally talking to somebody about this the other day. Like, in the Bay, everybody's just so accepting and it's all love. Like, if we love hearing that people's not from the Bay, so then we can show you around the Bay and show you how, you know, why we like it so much. But the but it's so it's so much love here, bro. And if you go to a party, each on some Mac, then you know it's, it's definitely gonna get the party turned up. If you if you don't see somebody dancing a Mac or don't know the lyrics, they they're not from here. They probably not from yeah. here. Yeah, and that'll be, I'll be like that's the only time it's like socially acceptable. Yeah. I guess. Like, even when I went to Chico, bro, like I I put on some Mac Drake before performance, so I could talk to the crowd and everybody was like, okay. gigging, yeah, gigging, yeah, all right, gigging. all right. Yeah, so that just goes like to my next question. Like, what you know, growing up here, we got a lot of you know great artists and great talent out here. Yeah. Growing up, like you said, little you said earlier, little bow wow. Yeah. Was your whole thing, like you know. Any other artists, like, or yeah. any other thing that, like, or you know, just inspires you to to yeah. write or just um, that got you into music, pretty much. Uh, yeah, man. So when I got to high school, I. Um, and just a side note, I only listen to Bow Wow on elementary school. Oh, right, side note. Go to his, go to his uh, yeah. last played music. Yeah. 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 Bow It was uh, J. Cole, Kendrick, Nipsey. Um, those are like three of the artists I listen to right now. I've been listening to a lot of Black too um, lately. Black 
No, like black, uh, black, black. six. Oh, six you know, oh, yeah, six yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know how you want to pronounce it. <laughs> um, all black, Rex Life Raj, um, uh, collaborate from they all from the Bay. Um, Larry Jones, like those are some artists I, I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, grew up in high school listening to, to a lot of Wiz as well. Like his, his, his Burn After Rolling mixtape was really good. I feel like that's how I started. Like, I thought it was so cool when I started smoking weed in, in, but, in like, high school. Just, I thought it was so cool. And then I listened cool. to Wiz. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm smoking and listening to Wiz. I'm 15. Yeah. yeah like, what's up? Yeah, 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 man. It was, uh, it's, Wiz was definitely, I think he was a big part of a lot of people's high school, you know, high school life. Um, and I listened to a lot of currency too. Yeah, I was gonna say like I was introduced to both of them not at the same time. I felt like I fucked with Wiz. Um, maybe the first time I heard my friend introduced me to him from his uh, Dealer No Deal album. The was it this plane? Oh, that's yeah. That's yeah. So like that's my first song I ever heard from him. That was in like seventh grade or oh, sixth grade. Yeah. I was like, okay, this guy's cool. And then after that, like I noticed like he kind of has a vibe to him. At least the mixtape Wiz. And mm-hmm. um, like for example, like Taylor Alderlice, that's one of my favorite mixtapes. It's just very chill vibes. Yeah. Um, Three times married. Like uh, Rolling Papers one and two. Uh, five. I didn't like Rolling Papers. I did not like it. I like the. I like. No, I'm not even talking about Rolling Papers. I'm talking about um, uh, Cabin Fever, bro. My bad. Oh, Cabin, Cabin Fever. Fever. Okay, yeah. Cabin Fever one and two. Is that um, what, orange juice and cushion? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a uh, cushion orange juice. Yeah, that's a classic. That's, yeah, that's a classic. That's a Wiz classic. Yeah, I always say, like, if you haven't listened to Wiz, like, that's one you should listen to. Yeah. Cushion OJ. Yeah, that's, um, that's, the, that's the one right there. Yeah, so, like, I just grew up listening to a lot of that currency, too. But, like, currency has mm-hmm. such a deep-ass catalog. That, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, if you, it's a, to get in a currency, like, you really got to set aside, like, a whole month or two just to, like, dive into all the songs. I think bro. it was 2017 he came off the mixtape or a project every month. Or, like, yeah, yeah like. Yeah. yeah, every month. Yeah. I like his car collection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, see, like that. Like, I was. I ever told. I always told myself, like, mm-hmm. you know, Lord willing, mm-hmm. get me some cash. You know, stack my bread. You know, I really don't want much. I just yeah. wanna, um, you know, if I if I have the opportunity to be a father, you know, raise my family, take care of my immediate family right now, my sister, my mother. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. kind of same things that you're talking about. So that's what I'm saying. Like very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like right now, I don't have a car. Like I got here on bus. So like right. I would get like an everyday car. You know, like a nice Civic. You know, something to take me to and from. Yeah, that's what I need. But if I have a Sunday car, Sunday driving, yeah, if I can get a caddy, yeah, caddy on some spokes. Oh okay. my goodness, bro! Just... I used to have an Impala, bro. I used to love that thing. It was uh, at the. That was like one of my first real cars. It was but a used car. Old it was an 04 Impala, bro. <laughs> it wasn't an old Impala. It wasn't a classic. I wasn't a classic. It was an old four. It was like it was like it was like a It was painted. It wasn't vintage. It wasn't. Hey, bro. I, at that age, I was like eighteen. I didn't really care, bro. It was just a nice car. You feel me? Was it? You know, spinning rims on. Nah, I missed that thing. Transmission went on. Damn. I'm for this. So a lot of whiz, a lot of currency. Are you familiar with Dizzy Wright? Yeah, you know Dizzy Wright? Okay, I was going to say, like, I listened to Dizzy. Well, I listened to you, and I was like, bro, this guy reminds me of Dizzy Wright. Smoke Out Conversation with my favorite mixtapes. My top 10 mixtapes of all time, bro. Which one was the one with, like, with this? It's like, it's a it's a album with him on the cover. It's like all black. He's wearing, like, a black top hat, and it's like, you can just see his face. It's kind of reminding me a lot of this, like, nostalgia. Was piece. it, uh, is it from this? Is it looking at him from the side? Nah, like, dead ass, like, in the front. Like, let me look this up right now. Um, 
I just bring it up because like you guys kind of talk about a lot of similar things. Um, the growing process. Oh, yeah. I know about the growing process. Yeah, so I like yeah. I, I got into Dizzy like through some friends that I used to. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, you guys were asking me earlier like uh-huh. what was there to do in Merced? All right. Uh-huh. So when I was in high school, like I, I, it was funny because I took the twelve, the twelve Folsom to get here, and I passed uh-huh. by Yerba Buena Gardens, uh-huh. and I saw the place where I first like uh, like smoked uh-huh. ever. And it was hella funny I was like damn That was such a long time ago It feels like it was yesterday But it was such a long time ago Long as hell And then after that Like I was with the girl at the time She was like nah I'm not with it So I was like you know what Cool like I don't have a job I'm not trying to buy weed Cool like alright And then when I got to um, Merced It really was boring Like not You know not trying to talk down on it But it really was boring Um, So that's what I was doing All out there And then I feel like It introduced me to like A brand new perspective On um, Just different artists Like um for example, like at the time, like I remember my sophomore year, that's when uh, ASAP came out with his first tape, like Live Long ASAP. I oh, think, that's live, I think the first. And then like I listened to it and I was like, this thing is okay. Yeah. It's cool. Like, you know, because you know, it's on this chill vibes type of thing. Like, it's all right. And then I remember the first time I heard it when I was high, I was like, bruh. I was like, this thing is like so. It's game changing. Game you got to listen to something. When you listen to something high, you got to listen to a project when you're high, when you're sober, when you're high. Like, it's like it, it just takes you to a whole one thing I, I haven't been able to finish have you guys ever heard of uh, Pink Floyd yeah they're old band yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so they have this I know you know about what's the name of the dark side of the moon have you heard of it? it's like the most yeah. famous you've probably yeah. seen a picture of it it's like a little like pyramid and it has like a rainbow oh yeah so pretty much like there's just saying that like the darks I first heard about it when they said that if you watch the Wizard of Oz with no audio mm. and play it with um, Dark Side of the Moon yes. like it goes per like supposedly like it goes per <laughs> it's one of those you know little things oh, okay. and then I remember one time like my boy he had on some beats yeah. and I was like alright like can I borrow them he's mm. like yeah 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 you know use them yeah. And then I got I was off of Edible And like I was listening to it uh-huh. Bro I cannot finish There's a song on it It's called um, ATM Or I think uh-huh. Or Cash Or something like that And like it, it's literally A bunch of different sounds bro It's not even like music Like the first couple Minute and a half of the song mm-hmm. Is just sounds uh-huh. Like a cash register opening Like cha-ching Cha-ching uh-huh. Like different and like, it, and like it got to a point Where I was like Nope I can't Like it was just too trippy Because I'm in the dark I'm in the dark I said nope Can't do this Can't do this I'm too I, I can't My mind is like Playing tricks on me right now Do you listen to any other um, like any other rock artists yeah man so like when I was 13 um, I was introduced to like this like other side of my family that like I haven't been in contact with for probably since I was like a kid pretty okay. much so my cousin Omar um, he played guitar and he still does he's really fucking good at it okay. and so like um, we were just we just hung out all the time in middle school okay. and he played the guitar so he kind of got me into it so like I remember for my 13th birthday my mom got me a, uh, an electric guitar I still have it right. okay. and so that's when I really got into like I feel like I don't know about everyone, but at least for me, everyone went through that like metal phase in their life or like rock phase. And for <laughs> yeah, me, like yeah. I remember listening. I, I love Metallica. Like Metallica, that's I feel like that's my favorite band. Like I can just put them on, boom. Okay. Like I'm I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I remember the first time I heard my cut, like Omar, he was playing Slipknot, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, is Slipknot. Yeah, it's like this is heavy. Yeah, it's yeah. Slipknot, man. And then, and then after that, I started playing, and then I felt like I started enjoying the music more mm. because like I respected like at least the the skill behind playing yeah, that so fast hard, or so that hard. heavy. Yeah. So um, I have a lot of respect for you know for all musicians, but definitely when I was a kid, I was like, bro, this fucking slaps. Like this. Mm. So I like in my catalog right now, I still has some Slipknot records. Mm. I still got Metallica, mm. System of a Down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Muse? Yeah, 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 yeah. Muse. Uh, I don't have it in my catalog, but I know you're talking about. Just and I like to listen to a lot of alternative when I'm on my my synth vibes, yeah. like a lot of Interpol, a lot of uh, Radiohead. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah, yeah. stuff to cool. You know about um. Green Day. Green Day, yeah, they're out, from, they're out here from Berkeley. Yeah, you know, um, you know about Oingo Boingo? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man, you gotta listen to Oingo Boingo. They got, they got this one song in particular I really like because um, uh, it reminds me like Japan for some reason just because of the, the instruments. It's called Skin. It's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite songs, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're an 80s band. Yeah, they're yeah, from the 80s. Okay. Wave, kind of. Okay. But really dope, really that's dope band, though. Really dope. But that's that's one of the that's one of the groups I was really listening, listening to. What was the other group Sex we Pistol. liked? Um, Sex Pistols. All right. Uh, take on. <laughs> take on. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I know. I know you're talking. About, I know you're talking about. Yeah. I know exactly. What you're talking about. That was my shit. That was, that was my shit. Me. Uh-huh. I feel like yeah, like you know, um, what's the name of that group? Uh, is it Tears for Fears? Yeah, Tears. Yeah, for yeah. Fears. I don't think it's them. Like them oh. that sang that song, but like. That yeah. sound, like yeah. that 80s yeah. sound, it's like yeah. you can listen to any time. Like, damn, bro, yeah. the 80s, what a time to be alive. Yeah. 80s, like, yeah. well, I, like, it makes me think, like, bro, what is this? Fucking cocaine and hookers, bro. Just cocaine and hookers. Fucking crazy, bro. Shit slap. Then you had, like, Rick James and all that shit, too. Oh, <laughs> you had, like, the new wave shit. Then you had, like, Rick James. And yeah, my girl was telling me that, like, her pops uh, went to go see Rick James yeah. and that he was, uh, he was, like, Upset because like Rick James legit took like during his set like <laughs> he took maybe twenty or like fifteen or twenty minutes of just smoking. Yeah, yeah. So like he's like, what? Like do what? Do you, do you, do you. <laughs> Rick James was a character, bro. Do you think he, was, he, was, he was a character. I didn't really know about Rick James until uh, Dave Chappelle. That, that's yeah. Wow. That's why. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why. That's why I was really, that's why I was really like, all right, damn, okay. I mean, I felt like I was always um. Like my mom has a sister And like that And my dad has his family yeah. But I'm not That close to my dad I mean we are close But like yeah. not as close As we should be Yeah um, But And my mom only has one sister And like she lives All the way on the east coast So but we have family friends And like it's just like You know how you always Got that family friend That's uncle or auntie Yeah Same exact thing So I have yeah. a lot of Theo Theos And like I felt like Growing up I was always The little cousin yeah. So and I was always Like six years younger Than the Youngest older cousin of mine oh, so so like I grew up watching just a bunch of crazy shit like Scarface you know just being exposed to a lot yeah, of different that's, at a, at a that's how I was I was with my dad like I um I was like anytime with my dad he made me watch some maniac shit like I didn't watch The Lion King until I think I was like yeah actually like maybe three or four years ago yeah, we we were the younger siblings, so same shit with yeah, us. We yeah, like, you know, watch Scarface or always watch the Mani shit. Yeah, you know, like I would go, I would be with my dad or something. I'd yeah. come back home, I'd be paranoid as fuck. My mom's like, "What's yeah. going on?" Remember, remember, uh, remember that bootleg DVD that my brother had? Bro, it's like Ghetto Bros, but then it had like a porn. Like, <laughs> yeah, like at the end it was like a porn trailer. But it was, but the main. It was funny because like it reminds me like when I was a kid, like my boy. Um, he had like a I'm a I'm a yeah. I'm a wrestling fan. Uh-huh. Um and like I forgot, like it was like a the the D V D like the cover was marketed itself as like oh before there were stars volume yeah. or something. Uh-huh. And it was like John Cena, Randy Orton, yeah. Dave Batista when they're all independent. Uh-huh. So before they're on the big WWE stage and stuff yeah. like that. So like they had them their matches and stuff and they would shoot their promos like my name is the prototype, you know, stuff like this and yeah. it was hella funny. I mean, their names were so yeah, funny. So like, corny, yeah. right? like, no, 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 no. John Cena's real name was the prototype. Yeah, I remember that I remember that, but I'm like, damn, that was corny as 
He wanted to be a bodybuilder before he wanted to be a wrestler. How old you favorite wrestler now, bro? My favorite wrestler? Okay, so growing up, um, <laughs> definitely growing up because... Okay, see, like, I kind of remember vaguely, like, around that era, like, when The Rock was there, but, like, not enough to say, like, oh, I remember watching this, like... Um, so, like, growing up, when I can say, like, I started watching wrestling, like, a lot, like, every Monday and Thursday night. Yep. Well, Thursday, well, Friday night, because my mom didn't care, but Monday night, when it was 9 p.m., I would be looking down the hall, seeing Monday my mom yeah. Is, is yeah, my mom is coming. Yeah. Um, going hey, Undertaker up. was the Ross. Yeah. <laughs> you had yeah. to be up on it because, like, you come to school, everybody. That's talking. what I'm saying. <laughs> like, yeah. I used to that match last night. Every time it was Tuesday, Tuesday was the worst for me because, yeah. like, as soon as like my mom would be in bed at like eight thirty ish, and like yeah. Raw starts on Monday nights at nine p.m. I don't know about now, but like at nine p.m. Mm. back then. Yeah. So like I. As soon as it turned 9 p.m., I'd be looking over my shoulder, see if mom's walking down the yeah. hall, type uh-huh. of thing. And, like, I remember the first time I watched, like, Raw from 9 to 11, I was like, the next day, I was like, let's go! I can finally <laughs> talk with everyone about it. Like, yeah, I have yeah, to hear yeah. I ain't lost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I can, yeah, yeah. I remember I was, uh, remember they had, a, like, it was this big thing. It was, like, SmackDown versus Raw. The like, games? Hell yeah. yeah. They had, yeah, and then, like, the, the, like, even, like, outside the games, it was really like that. Like, you got the whole Raw roster going against the SmackDown. Like, I used to love that type of shit, bro. The, like, that cross cross brand, yeah. yeah but I used to love that type of shit, though. And it's funny because, like, I feel like I I learned. I mean, not learned a lot, but I've like, for example, like I remember the first one I had was SmackDown versus Raw 2007. I'm also a huge yeah. like video game fan, mm-hmm. so um, I remember I got SmackDown versus Raw 2007, and they actually had a pretty like that's I'll give THQ the guys who published the game, I believe. Yeah, they really um, did their homework on on like their. On the music that they put in it, so like I would, I would, I would they they put a lot of good ass bands in there, and I would follow up with them, and then that would lead me to more bands. So I feel like I'm just a, I just like to listen to a lot of different type of shit. Like if I like, yeah, if I is. like it, if I vibe. Honestly, with it, I found out about hella like old school rap through NBA Street. Have you guys, have you guys played the first one? Everyone always says like a V2, like Volume Two is the best one. I've only played it like maybe. Twice or With three the times. I've had it. I've had V three. I had V three. Yeah. Baron Davis on the cover when he was on New Orleans. <laughs> uh-huh. That one was my shit. Yeah, like, everybody used to have like the secret code to just to unlock like all the legends. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> million. Remember the cheat codes back in the yeah, day for the systems, bro. Shit, I remember the cheat. I remember in my Grand Theft Auto San Andreas slip, yeah. I had the I had yeah, a piece the, of paper like. like, like yeah. Okay, yeah. hold up. Get ready. <laughs> uh, I remember unlimited that. weapons. Uh, <laughs> unlimited cash. Take down your wanted level. Up your wanted level, like spawn a tank. <laughs> shit man, is crazy, man. Actually, man, I'm yeah, really going. Really cool. Got me really thinking right now. Bro. Like I like I I think so. I vaguely remember like like the unlimited like weapons. Like all I know is R one, R two. What are you guys on? You guys on? You guys still play to this day or when you can? Uh, or no? I somewhat. I put yeah. like I got like a PlayStation. Book. PS4. Would you hop on? Uh, I'm more on the shooting games, like. Yeah. Like Call of Duty, not gonna lie, but I can't do the Fortnite. Fortnite, not like I, I like it because I play with my homies, but like I feel so bad because we'll be up in squads, and like I know, I know I'm like the worst one. There. Like, <laughs> I'm the worst. Like one I too. can't, I can't build. I can't, I can't shoot. <laughs> it's a struggle for me to get a kill on that game. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not a squad member. <laughs> you want to play? Um, I play PS4. But I really, the only thing I really play now is 2K. 2K. I know that. 2K 
the 2K19 is on my name right and now. Did you have trash? <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> You're trash. I haven't, I haven't bought it yet. Bye bye at some point. At some point this week. You don't remember this stuff. Oh, yeah, I do. Alright, so yeah, so now I just got some um, I got some questions right here I already asked you about what's your writing process Writing process like um, And now I just want to get deeper into that Nostalgia EP I was telling you about um, What was your thought process? I mean, I can, I know since I listened to the song But like, what was your thought, I want to hear from the source Yeah. What was your thought process behind maintaining And forever um, Oh man um, I'll start with forever because I was actually Like a, a real Deep song for me, so um, trying to think. I was, I was during that time. Like I just lost like two, like two people, like two or three people. Um, just my family in general lost two or three people. Um, my cousin's little brother shot himself in the head, so um, committed suicide. My mom's best friend died. Um, and then I feel like I think it was just them two. But it was just, they were so close together. You know, it just sort, of, sort of hit me. My mom was literally talking to a friend the day before it happened. Like, it was just just like that, you know. And then my, uh, my cousin, he was only a little bit older than me. He wasn't my blood cousin. He was um, he was my cousin's little brother. But I consider him my cousin. You know, you know how that goes. And, you know what um, they say, man. Blood don't make you family. Exactly, exactly. And so um, that, just sort of, that just sort of hurt me. And so for me, I wanted to make that song just to say, just sort of talk about, you know how we really not promise every day. You know, and uh, if, if if I could, I'll trade everything back just to get everybody I, I lost. You know, um, I've during during my 23 years, a lot of people that that have died that has played a big part in you know the, the person I am now. You know, um, for instance, my my auntie, she's in, she's been in a coma for about what two and a half years now. She um. She used to be on drugs. She got clean, but then she ended up having a stroke. And um, it's funny because I, I just seen her the day before. And something told me, like, to just keep calling her, checking up on her. And um, it's, it's just funny how life worked, man. And my dad called me and said, hey, I'm in the hospital. She's brain dead right now. So she's still in a coma right now as we speak. And um, and and she played a big part in who I am now. I used to go to her house in Sunnydale, play with my cousins and whatnot. And she was the one. She was one of the people that taught me, like you know, you watch out for your cousins and your brothers, and you make sure you got each other's back. You know, you guys are not only you know you guys are blood, but you know, blood don't really make you. You know, don't family. mean you family, but you know, you guys are like brothers. You feel me? So watch each other back because nobody else gonna watch y'all watch y'all back. Like you know, your family, like people. You know, you get what I'm saying. Um, I, feel, I feel like that's one of the realest things my mom ever told me as a kid. Um, <clears throat> well, first, like, my grandma used to say, like, before she, well, just, like, my whole life. Yeah. Um, I remember growing up, she'd be like, so, like, I had the same exact name as my dad, and my auntie started calling me Junior, so, like, everyone okay. in my family calls me Junior. Okay. So, like, my, my grandma used to be like, uh, Junior, you know, take out the trash, do this, you know, because, yeah. like, my grandma stayed at home, so she would take care of me and stuff. And she would just say, like, so that way when your mom gets home, she, you know, like, yeah. everything makes a lot of sense. You know, obviously you're a kid, whatever. Everything makes a lot more sense now. Mm. And then, she, like, I remember, uh, and then I'd be like, ah, oh, not right now, not right now. Like, late, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're a kid. Yeah. And then after that, she said, she told me, she's like, when I die, you're going to, you're going to miss me telling you, like, all these little reminders and stuff like that. 
And I was like, damn, like, you know, you don't think about that shit. And like when she passed and like, I was like, damn, this shit is so true. Like, you know, you do miss the little things. Yeah. And I felt like I experienced the same thing when I moved away from home. Every little thing I took for granted, like, you know, having a lunch every day prepared because I had a, bro, all this little stuff, bro, all this little stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have anything to complain about um, being raised by my mom. Yeah. My whole life, I've always had a roof over my head, clothes on my back, and food on my table. Yeah. So for that, I salute her. And I just feel like, um, like now, just out here, you know, finishing up my last undergrad course um, and looking for jobs. And it's kind of crazy now, especially how the city is changing so much, so fast. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I'm like, damn, how the fuck did she do this by herself with two kids type of thing? It's awesome. So it's very, like, introspective. I'm like, I can barely do it. I, I don't know how I can take care of myself. So it's kind of like... It's, it's hard, bro. It's so fucking hard. And the reason I got it, shout out to my mom. Yeah, shout um, out to my mom. Shout out to mom. everywhere. Mom's worldwide. Um, the reason I got so much respect for not only my mom, but just the women in my family, like they all got lupus. And so I recall, but they never really let that stop them. You know, like my mom has always worked like two or three jobs and she never complained about anything. She just keep, like she just keep going, you know, and like, my auntie, she's had hip surgery and everything, and you know, my unfortunately, my the tire off my car got stolen. And uh, but I've been on like a business trip, so I haven't been able to deal with it. And she, like, she took care of it for me. You know, like she, she said, look, you know, I know you're going through something right now. I'm gonna take care of it for you. For me. She didn't have to do that. I mean, just my grandma. You know, all the meals she be making. You know, when me and my cousin are hungry, and, and you know, we can't, we can't, we may not be able to afford some food or something like that. You know, so just little stuff like that. You know, appreciate it. You know, because once once that's gone, it's really gonna hit you like, damn, like I don't, I don't have this anymore. So it's again, it's it's definitely where you come from with that. So that's what I'm saying. Like throughout the whole piece, like I felt like um, it was just so relatable. Like um, it made me think a lot about myself too, because I felt like. I don't know, like, I see a lot of similarities. Like I said, you know, a lot of love for moms. I mean, very... I don't think you sound arrogant. I think you sound confident. Thank you, um, like, like, I can, like, you know, with your lyrics and shit like that, like, it sounds... Con- it doesn't sound condescending or anything. It literally just sounds like I have a mission and I plan to bring my brothers and my family with me. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. And I feel like that's what a lot of, I guess, successful-minded people have. Thank so you, salute to you and salute to your team right here. Thank and you, my man. next question just goes out to... You and Gus, so like I saw on your uh, Instagram story, like you guys were putting up the, the steak and potatoes. Oh, yeah. And you guys, yeah. Uh, yeah. so tell me about that. So, yeah. So, you want to talk a little bit about. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll talk about it. So, uh, uh, me and Ozer have been uh, cooking every Sunday and uh, selling plates out of the house, delivering them to people. So, uh, mainly it's been uh, barbecues so far. So, uh, we got this like ribeye steak that we do. And uh, that comes with size, of course, scalloped potatoes and, uh, you know, different vegetables every week. <coughs> um, we switched it up a little bit a few times. We've done, uh, we tried blackened catfish. Uh, we tried ribs, chicken wings. Uh, so we're still, you know, we're still new to this and still growing. I'm, uh, I just started going to uh, culinary school here in the city. Um, so it's definitely gonna grow, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you could you know you can find us on Instagram, uh, Fatty Natty SF is the Instagram page, and uh, you know find out find out when we're cooking. We yeah. cook every Sunday. We're not doing it this Sunday, unfortunately. Yeah, we took we took a little break. We're, we're taking a little break to uh, plan 
some things out so we could, you know, uh, work on the logistical side of everything. But yeah. it's coming, man. It's, you know, yeah, we're going to uh, keep improving and growing. So, so what's your yeah. what's your go-to? Do you like baking? Do you like grilling? Like I, what's, like, I like grilling. Grilling is my thing. But, so meats? Uh, like meats I, in particular? Like yeah, is that your thing? Okay. okay. I love uh, my favorite kind of foods. is just like steakhouse, uh, steakhouse food. Like not just the steaks themselves, but like all the side dishes that you get with them. Scalloped potatoes, uh, yeah. cream spinach, fried mushrooms. Um, but you know... Like I said, we're we're looking to grow, so I want to like work definitely work on some like vegetarian dishes and like even like vegan. Really like I think that's a good challenge for myself to like make something just like know, catering that doesn't to have any meat or anything taste good. Exactly, yeah. like catering to different clientele and stuff different like that. Different tastes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. D money. D netto. <laughs> gonna put the spotlight on you. So tell us what you got going on, man. So I just mainly started with uh, this clothing wave, you know. Uh, I sponsored Sam. It's called After Midnight uh, Club. It means a lot of things, you know. First to rise up, you know, because everybody at a, at the AM is just working. Whether it be, you know, at a job, could be doing, you know, just you know, playing video games or, you know, doing something positive in your life. It doesn't always have to be the negative. But, yeah, that's the uh, clothing brand. You can look us up at, at least my Instagram is De Niro. It's D-double-E-N-N-I-R-O. Hey, and we're going to be dropping some new stuff soon, too. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Well, we got a photo shoot in the planning for the next drop. Uh, it's inspired by Death Row, so if you a Tupac fan or just a fan in general of the '90s, so his anniversary, his death anniversary just passed yeah, uh, was, like a couple uh, days ago. Yeah, thirteenth. It was yeah, the thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. R.P. Tupac. Yeah, shout out uh, to Tupac, man. Yeah. It's been 20, 22 years, and like his yeah, legacy is even bigger. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like still an impact, right? Yeah, uh, crazy, right? And most people don't know that hip hop is still in its infancy age, and that's kind of crazy. It's uh, hip hop yeah. has only been around for like what, like forty five years. So it's still like. Anybody who's in it is definitely in it at the right time, you know? Um, but yeah, we drop in some 90s vibes uh, collection, so do be on the lookout for that. Go get fly, man. <laughs> get your club gear. AM club, man. AM club. That's the way. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we still got a lot of time. Well, we still got time. Okay. I didn't, oh, I didn't ask you a question about main team. No, oh, okay. Yeah, um, let's get back to that. Yeah, um, just to tell you where Maintain came from, it was just in the midst of, um, in the midst of all, you know, I think that's when uh, all the, the 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 police shootings started happening, you know, so um, I can't remember, specific, I think uh, it was, well, it was something that just happened in Baltimore. Um, but, Freddie Gray? Yeah, yeah Freddie Gray. Yeah. Um, but, like, it was just, um, it was just a lot going on at the time, and I didn't, I didn't really know. Again, I didn't really know how to talk about it, and so I was just, I was just at home one day, just sort of. Um, and luckily, I just stumbled upon the beat. You know, um, I, 
I was I was at my girlfriend's house at the time and I was looking at beats. I was like, this is a real, you know, real smooth beat and it gave me a dark, like a dark vibe. And um, at the time, that's just how I was feeling, man. And so I just wanted to touch on it and, and, and sort of just shed some light on it because it's something I hadn't really, I hadn't really heard anybody out the city talk about it at that, you know, at that point in time, you know, so. Um, I just wanted to let I just wanted to let people know, you know, exactly how I was feeling to let people know that um that that I peep, you know, that I peep stuff. But I think most importantly for that song, I, I think for me I wanted to let people know that this not inside of my shoes and you know on a daily basis or just not inside of a you know, African American shoes on a daily, you know, exactly what that you know, what that feel like. And it's funny because I was talking to somebody the other day about like the black experience and whatnot, and um, you'd be surprised that you'd be surprised at how many people don't actually um, don't they don't they don't know about what you know what we go through on a daily basis, and not even just blacks, just you know even you know even Latinos, you know just minorities in general, you know what um, what we go through on a daily basis, you know um, regardless. Of, how qualified we may be. Or it's like you just gotta work even harder. You gotta work ten times harder than the next, you know, than that next person, you know. Um, and so that's 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 really where the song came from. I just really want to shed light on what on on how it feels, you know, to to, to look at this on on the television screen and 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 not be able to do anything. You know, you you sort of got your hands tied behind your back. You know, they don't. Um, they fear you if you're smart, you know. But if you if you come back with if you come back with violence, then they kill you, you know. So it's just it's just a, it's like a catch twenty two. Yeah. Haven't read that book, but definitely understand the reference. It's kind of yeah. Um, do you do you like do you read a lot or do you like to read? You know what? I actually uh, I'm just now getting into reading. I really I don't really like read. I, I read like I read articles and things of that nature, but my phone broke. Yeah. Um, but like reading like books and things that I've never really been able to read an entire I've never been able to read a book that just keeps my like keeps my interest yeah, you know like it's I, I'll probably read like the first two chapters to get what I want I'm like alright I'm done because back in the day when we used to have we used to, used to have to do like book reports and stuff spark notes spark notes but then I'll be like I'll read I'll start reading the book and I'll like fall asleep so, so this is not it's it's, I, it's not a, I know it's not a good thing you know like but um I'm trying to get back I'm trying to get back into it you know it's a, I know a lot of people that love reading and I wanted so it sort of made me want to start reading you know I got a couple of ebooks on my phone I've been reading about business and stuff so I'm slowly trying to get into it though you know but I'm always for learning new stuff though and gaining knowledge you know I think you gain knowledge in multiple ways one thing I like to do to gain knowledge is listen to interviews. And, and and sort of listen to the people that that's really been um, that's really been doing it in some things you know like I want to get into investing so I've been listening to a lot of you know um, investors and whatnot and I'm listening to a lot of you know Kendrick Lamar J Cole Nipsey Hussle interviews to learn more about the rap game and whatnot like that you know so that's that's typically how I like the game on knowledge yeah we're all just trying to uh, establish some generational wealth you know exactly. we're trying, we could be we anybody could be rich we're just trying to be wealthy exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I was thinking, like it kind of reminds me. Have you? I only heard. I haven't really heard much of it, but I just heard what you call it, the story of OJ. 
Or the Life of OJ was it by Yeah And then like He was just dropping some shit On that one too He was like I should have bought Like Jay-Z was like Oh I could have bought This place for 2 million Now guess how much That place is worth 14 million He's like I feel like a dumbo Or something like that And then it just Teaches you the story About just the The lesson and and importance of compound interest like you know you bought or like he was talking about that painting he bought like for a couple mil yeah. and like he said that he's gonna leave for his kids and by the time that he leaves it it's gonna be worth like couple, like more than what he got for it yeah. so it's just like yeah, invest your money man that's yes. the thing that was crazy like when it goes to like cause he was already like I wanna say wealthy but he was low key already rich before he started rapping you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, he was was doing his thing you know like same with um you know ice t like i see the rapper too he was saying like i was already i already had my money it's not like i did like these people didn't make music for money like it was for the love of it so it was kind of like i don't know like i just have so much respect because like even diddy like diddy like these guys are almost billionaires like 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 300 or 400 which is a lot of 300 400 million which is a lot but like you know, away from being billionaires, yeah. like Dr. Dre when he closed that deal with uh, with Apple yeah. for the, for Beats, yeah, that was pretty uh, fucking huge. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's a lot of thing that more and more people are starting to be aware of. It's just like um, you know, having fun, like having fun for sure, but definitely securing the bag for the future for a rainy day for future generations. Of course, and, yeah, that's, um, that's definitely important. And I just feel like that, was, like I'm on the same boat. Like I'm just trying to learn as much as I can, save money, uh, and just work. You know, work, hustle. Um, I always tell everyone, like when we're young, that's the time we should be going around. That's the time we should be tired but still working because we're young. Yeah. Like we can we can sleep in, we can be lazy and all that stuff when we're when we're older. Yeah. Um, and like at least for me, I can speak for myself. Like, um, like, like same thing you said. Like my mom never complained, and like now that I see what she goes through, mm. kind of. Cause I don't have any kids yet But like now that I see What she goes through It's definitely like I never saw her complain Or make a big deal Or big fuss yeah. So I shouldn't be doing The same thing either exactly, exactly. So it's kind of like Just be on my grind And just stay focused um, Don't get caught up with uh, Don't get caught up with trends And stuff like that Just to be cool exactly. And just to look cool Cause that shit will fade fast What 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 do you want to do eventually Like what's, like, what's your end goal Okay um, So like my end goal I don't know Like right now I'm, Well this I'm doing this project It's called Or I wanted to call it Recorded Conversations Off the Record Whatever mm-hmm. um, It's basically I started Like I want to start a brand Like I kind of Put it out there A couple years ago It literally took me A year and a half To actually Put this plan to action Or yes. two years I don't know how long it's been um, But pretty much Like a lifestyle brand uh, It doesn't have to be clothing It could just be anything But for me I feel like the easiest for me I'm, I don't know anything About clothes Or shit like that Like mm-hmm. Um it's called Sucker Free Collective. So it's pretty much, um, you know, an homage to the city and the area where we're from. <clears throat> but at the same time, it's just uh, like the podcast was the most feasible thing for me because I feel like I can just vibe and just talk to people. And like when I said that, like when I reach out to you and you're hella like cool with it, I was like, oh, shit. OK, perfect. Um, definitely one promote um, and shine some light on up and coming talent and just anything like like I said if it's entrepreneurship if it's music if it's cinematography videography script right I don't care what it is if it's something positive that's keeping our people off the street um, and like just promoting good vibes I'm all for it like I, like I'm glad to be the voice or like the messenger for all that like that'll be something I'll I'll love to do so like you know hopefully I can continue with this podcast you know I'm actually trying to look for an audio engineer, like after this, so like he can kind of clean it up and stuff. Mm. Um, but I got yeah, a couple for you if you need them. but yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to find that out right now. Um, but 
ultimately, bro, like I went to uh, a Catholic middle school and high school, and that was through the help of this um, nonprofit organization. It's called Making Ways Education Program. They're based out of Richmond, California. Mm-hmm. But at the time, they had the program, the education program here in San Francisco. Okay. Um, they they really did pay for my high school and middle school. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to them and the million, or not the million, but the, the hundreds of families they've helped in the Bay Area. Um, uh, thank you to Mr. Rev- Reverend Eugene Farlow. Um, rest in peace and to Mr. John Scully for still like you know putting his plan to action and just wanting to uh, recycle his success because this guy's a billionaire he doesn't have to help people out this guy got his money he doesn't have to um, but he wants to so like I feel like that's we're only here for a good time not a long time so if I were to be in his shoes I would probably do the exact same thing Um, just make sure that like my first immediate thing would probably be to secure my my sister's college tuition just if I can find some way to do that just you know let her cause even for me I'm lucky bro like I didn't have to take out a loan to go to school I think the most I paid for college was this past summer session and that was like $81 damn yeah so like like I was getting refund checks from the school so you know not a lot of people can say that so like I'm very thankful and grateful for the opportunity so thank you to UC Merced and and the regents of uh, the University of California the UC regents thank you um, so yeah just focus on education because if you look at um, a lot of parts of the world mm-hmm. education is the only way to escape poverty like I'm talking about like in third world countries like if you don't know how to read and write like no. just, you can't yeah. do shit like yeah. that's just the reality so if I were to do something it would probably be to just like I said promote good vibes and this is something I want to do like this is something I want to continue doing um, but yeah just recycle my success and just show other people that um, stick stick to your guns like stick yeah. to what you love you know what I mean yeah. like um, be nice be nice to people like life is too short like be you humble. know yeah be yeah. humble uh, yeah no and just having like sit downs like this you know like I just met you guys like 15 minutes before the audio track started so which is pretty dope um, so I wish to continue this and uh, definitely feel that yeah I think yeah. you definitely got something good going you feel me you, you like you moving seamlessly through the the process too with the questions and everything bro like it's just real natural so as a plus so I think yeah. we could definitely like go somewhere with it yeah it doesn't seem like your first time nah <laughs> yeah. I think you can take this somewhere. yeah I was always yeah. thinking like you know they say do what you're good at and like I really don't know what I'm good like technical wise like I don't know if I'm good at like right. running this program or like coding or stuff or you know like just different yeah. things yeah. Um, but I feel like talking talking is very easy I'm not yeah. I mean like you said we just met 15 minutes before the interview you know, and it, it seems like it's flowing pretty naturally. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, right. I think you got a gift. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, just to continue this and just, you know, mm. be at your shows and just live, have a good fucking time, pretty much. That's it. Turn up, man. Turn, turn up. up. Turn up, turn up responsibly, you know. <laughs> turn up responsibly, man. We're yeah. doing, doing dumb shit, man. I heard a story the other day about this girl who went on the, the same business trip I went on, like, for the training. I guess she got too drunk and like tripped off the curb and hit her head. Yeah, she she lived. She did. Um, but then she got fired. She got fired though. But she got too drunk. So turn up responsibly, bro. Like, please don't be out here doing no dumb shit. You feel me? Like, I mean, obviously, if you're in college, you probably gonna wild out a little bit, you know. But if you out of college and, and you and you having a good time, like, just make sure you on your P's and Q's, bro. Please, like, P's and Q's. So on that note, I want to thank you guys for, uh, you know, taking some time out of your day to be here for sure. I want to continue this conversation. Um, Might not 
be here. I'm trying to secure another space. Um, mm-hmm. Have you guys heard of Mutiny Radio? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's where yeah, that's where it's sound gave with yeah. yeah, we uh, we actually did another interview there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm trying to hook up a space there, you know, okay. just because I, I worked and I was and also the Boys and Girls Club in San Francisco too. Okay. Um, I started as a as a volunteer there when I was in middle school, at okay. least at the or like my freshman year of high school mm. at the Mission Clubhouse. Shout okay. out to the Mission Clubhouse. Um, and it turned into like an employment like that was my first like paid job out of high school mm. and like my mentor I was just with them like before we did this interview and we, he, we're, we're just trying to connect so I told him that I, I want to do a podcast yeah. I have an interview coming up and then he told me that like dude I told him about Breather and he's like yeah. why didn't you come to me first like yeah. I could have hooked you up at Mutiny yeah. we could have set you up and everything oh, so so yeah so definitely that's wanna, a real radio yeah yeah, that's yeah that's it's a real studio too. it's yeah. a studio like you know yeah. so yeah. So yeah, just to continue this and yeah, so thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's all love. Thank you. It's all love. What's up, you know, on the roof or what? I'm scared of heights. I'm taking advantage, man. But yeah, thank you everyone. This has been uh, the first episode of Off the Record or Recorded Conversations, whatever the hell I want to call it, um, by uh, by the Sucker Free Collective. I was here with my boy Sam, aka Ozer, my boy Gus, and D-Money Dinero. We out here. Yes. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us and stay tuned. Peace. Peace. Peace.